Welcome back to the show, everybody. This is the Shankly Sessions, the Liverpool podcast. We bring you each and every day as part of the yogurt here on YouTube. If you could head over there and smash that subscribe bell notification button, I'd really, really appreciate it. We're going to be bringing you plenty of content this summer now that the season is at a close. Um, but I thought I'd jump on and do a quick uh, Champions League match reflecting, really. Um, we were over in Liverpool at the weekend and we attended the uh, the showing entry had a great time, fans were buzzing, great crowd. As I love going up to Liverpool these, these weekends, win, lose, or draw. We had a great weekend, and but the, the fan base was absolutely buzzing, there was high expectations. I think most of the fan base really felt that like you know, there was a real great chance of landing number seven. That uh, you know, how long could this Madrid team hold out in terms of what they had already achieved by knocking out PSG? Chill. Seeing Man City and could the game at Liverpool. Our task going in was that we were probably stronger and fitter and faster and better all around the park. Um, let's get into the game first of all before we release some observations. Let's say this is the match reflection, really, more so than a match reaction. Um, and it's about the Champions League in general and our season, a little bit of our season, because um, I did. I didn't want to do a match reaction because it was kind of a bit raw. You might have seen you know, I was on Sky Sports News and I think we also featured on BBC World where we did a couple of interviews up there at Aintree. Um, so I'm sure if any of you caught that, you could see the disappointment in my face and naturally you'd be disappointed in missing out on the Champions League. Um, I have to say it was a, a terrible six days um, between losing and missing out on the League Command City by just a point. Um, big, and potentially winning the league and then you know having to try and lift those again to go again and do a Champions League final then again especially against the team like Real Madrid they're just unbelievable they're like a fine wine they just get better with age and it's so difficult to be um, but it was a terrible six days um, but I don't want that to overshadow the journey that brought us on this season it was an absolutely fabulous you know we were Two matches away from his start of quadruple. And I suppose on reflection, 963 games in a season, uh, Mane and Salah racking up over 180,000 air miles um, was just a step too far. And that is the reason why, um, you know, no team has ever won this quadruple because it takes so much fun to have an unbelievable squad, literally two 11s nearly. Couldn't have asked for much more from our team, really. They've given us some fabulous moments this season. Uh, the clawback of 14 point deficit to bring it back to a point um, was absolutely outstanding. And to have the mental ability, you know, and this is like coming off the back of, you know, key players going off and into the AFCON and other players stepping up during the January period when we were just on a will to fall away. Arguably, we played some other better football. Um, in that period um, and has after those players who came in and, and, and put in the shift when Mane and Salah weren't available but ultimately it's a season that kind of ends in I don't know what you'd call it a disappointment I mean it, it, it's a season that promised so much and delivered um, to an extent in terms of two domestic cups and I suppose if Mane City had a one the league by 13 points, and I suppose if we had that knocked out, you know, on the 
Everton was out of semi-finals. Or if I'm Madrid, I'd have went 3-0 before half-time. On reflection, winning two Master Cups, it kind of would have been okay. But in, in the Champions League final, to play as good as we did, um, especially in the first 45 minutes where we were very, very dominant, moving the ball around, and they couldn't really live with us in terms of the way we moved it. And to create the chances that we did, and to shout out to Thibaut Courtois, who was absolutely unbelievable on the night, um, stopped everything, looked very controlled, um, and just, it just felt at times between the stuff that was going on outside the ground with the fans, the delay and the kickoff, the omens kind of went great. And um, earlier in the day, we really good story on our trip. We were down in the square in Liverpool City Centre, and we were having a bite of lunch and a few drinks with the lads and stuff like that. And I'm sitting there, and if anyone's familiar with the square, then it's just full of pigeons and seagulls. Like. And I was sitting there having a point, and the next thing, a seagull shit all out on my jeans. No, no mess with me. And we thought the almonds have to be good if all this shit and all over. And having them clean me, Jason, I'm absolutely destroyed. As big a seagull shit as I've ever experienced. And I said, that has to be a good almond. So anyone who thinks that a bird of shit in my analogy subject is a good almond. From now on, it's not. It's just what you say. No one commented much on what happened with fans over there and stuff like that. Very sorry. Some people, even um, family members. And stuff like that, players, like club, and stuff like that, all being refused and tear gas and crowding and all that kind of stuff. I wasn't there, so I don't know what happened. And um, I have heard stories, but I'm sure the club and I'm sure your life will do an investigation into it. It's not the first time this kind of thing has gone on over there. It happened back in 2016, I think it was Sweden, I think it was. And um, I think it was Sweden versus Ireland. And there was the same kind of trouble went on, not to this extent. Kind of hearing of like you know people get the gangs and the kids and they're watching it happen. We've seen footage of um, police officials out there going there and find them. But like again, I can't comment on it because it wasn't there. So we'll see what comes out of the report and we'll episode and we will reflect on it. Um, just to reflect back, and then again, just forty-five minutes. By the last few minutes, and the, the VAR check. Actually, about 10 years VAR check for the Benzema goal. And I was trying to figure what was wrong with it and what they were looking at, but they took a good look at it and we got the, we got the benefit of that. Went in at nil nil. Came out second half. And it was like if we had had an adrenaline point that we end. It was like we put everything into the first half and we pushed and pushed and tried and tried and tried, but we had nothing just as nil nil. Um, and of course, Vinicius Junior crops up at the back pole. Ball played across in Valverde. Um, and Ball finds it's like Vinicius and he puts the ball in the back of the net. Now, now, on that goal, and this may not be something that Liverpool fans want to hear, but if you go back and look at that goal, he's positioning for that is all around. He's all over the place. And, and realistically, a player of his level should deal with that cross, he should never come across. And yes, we'll make the argument that well, Trent was more central than he had switched off and wasn't picking this player up by post. Um, but I'm sure he probably felt that with the two central defenders there, that that would be dealt with, would never come across there. So there's a number of things, I've seen this this season as well, a number of times this has happened, 
both sides. We've seen it with one goal at Spurs. Um, when Stone scored, it was the same team. Ball played across in the um, but we need that we need to hammer out those crosses. They shouldn't come across the never be in their first place. Um just just a little thing on that you know what I mean. Um I think if you look at some of the performances of players, second half then I think once they got that goal, I think you know, it was going to be very, very, very difficult. I, I, I think what happened, I think we sort of went there to ourselves and um, I think we lost our game plan. I think we started playing passing, but it's not familiar with us. You know, there was a lot of tippy tippy kind of passing. It was penetrative and stuff like that, and all where we would open up and stuff like that. I think we were a lot slower in getting the ball back to front. And I think it just, it was as if we had started feeling sorry for ourselves that we had tried so hard in the first 15 minutes and found ourselves 1 0 down. And this is no disrespect to Real Madrid. I mean, congrats. Congratulations to Ryan Madrid on the Champions League. I mean, for them to not appear, PSG, Chelsea, Man City, and Liverpool, the Premier League, and PSG, you can't avoid them before the trophy, regardless of how many shots we had, regardless of how powerful we were in the first half, and not getting the job done. You can't avoid them before the trophy, what they achieved this season. Albeit, a lot of it was last ditch, so that's the sign of a brilliant team. The sign of a brilliant team. Like if you think about it, when we went one nil down, we thirty odd minutes to get into the game, and we just couldn't find those opportunities. I mean, Salah created one really. We we one or two kind of flashes when the subs came on and stuff like that, and but nothing really. And then we started shooting from distance, and you see Kate with that outside of the foot. You don't go outside the foot though. Those moments you put your laces through the ball. You know what I mean. Shot there with a couple of cutbacks, but no one really there. Ball didn't fall for us. The Salatans that came off Courtois, top of his arm and stuff like that. Unbelievable. And the other one where he broke through and he tried to skip the ball over, but it looked like it was going to go central to the goal as opposed to going and stuff like that. So, yeah, we created some opportunities, but we never, I don't think we ever really had the conviction in us. You know, when we're at it and we're absolutely putting teams to the sword and the speed and. You know, and I think between the moment, and I'm sure the players were aware of what's going on outside ground, and this is not to make excuses either, but there's a lot going on out there, and a lot of it involves player members as well, and from what the club has spoken about, stuff like that. And we've heard of Jason McIntyre's family, we've heard of Andy Robinson's family, we've heard of John Mattis's, all these kind of things. So that must have been playing in the minds. And, but it was just, just the omens going up there, and, Again, I I did an interview after the game for Scottish Wars. I think I did each one as well. Like we, were, we were so devastated. I was devastated for the players. I was devastated for the fans. I was devastated for the fans of Paris who didn't get into the game and paid huge money. And I was devastated for the, the fans in the stadium. I was devastated on so many different levels over this. Um, it's never nice to lose. And... Um, but what a hell of a journey that they brought us on and stuff like that, you know. And then to see that parade there yesterday, you know, 700,000, 700,000 people lining the streets of Liverpool um, to welcome the team back that we love and um, to give them the send-off into the summer that they they deserve. They played every single game available for them, 63 games in one season, unheard of. The mileage they put in, the mental fatigue, 
you know, trying to work through injuries at times. Um, Van Dyke to come back off that injury that year, long layoff, and to play at the level that he played at. And just those one or two moments that catches us out that costs us, you know. And it's kind of heartbreaking, you know. Um, but I want to get into some of the um, I want to get into some of the observations um, that we need to look at. I mean, there's a lot of observations surrounding this game. You know what I mean? I mean, let's start as there's nowhere else to start really because this season, two thirds of the pitch we've been really, really good. And we can't deny it up front. So that goals and the assists are very high up in the charts with a number of players. Look really, really well. There's not there in the last couple of months we've been rather been up front in terms of goals and stuff like that. Louis has come in in January was a bit fresh air. Brought absolute energy and has a really good has had a really good first six months. All baby got the annoying champions big final. But he was trying and he was he was doing his best and bloody good and made the saves for him at this stage as a young kid and stuff like that. Maybe he was doing a bit too much for him. Um, but then you look at you look at you know Sadia Mane and the, the sort of coming in and stuff like that, the Bayern Neon stuff, which it looks like that's the case and that's what's gonna happen. And so I don't really know. You know, well, he's one guy I wouldn't really want to lose. I think Sadio Mane is an absolutely fabulous player. And I think the fact that we're losing him, that he wants to change the scene. I think in some respects he probably feels a little bit disrespected by the club. I think over the last year we've had plenty of time to top him without his contract. And we put on the back burner and we focused on Mo Salah and everything has been about Mo Salah and Mo Salah's contract. That's been narrative for months and months and months. And months. And it's like Sadio Mane had to take a back seat to that. And all day he was the informed of soon as Diaz came in and we switched him into the middle of the, the striking partnership. He was absolutely brilliant at some of the stuff he did was unbelievable. And I think that has been a little bit of disrespect there. And I think it'll come out in time to find out how he really felt and stuff like that. Um, but it's just it's just sickening. It's sick you know, that's exciting like that missing out on the league, missing out on the Champions League, the end of an era for our country. Um, you know, you're most out saying he'll be here next season. So, what does that actually mean? If you're going to be here next season, what does it mean? Are you going to resign? If you're not going to resign, how do you expect to be here next season? It just doesn't make any sense because I don't think we can afford to let Mosala wind on his contract. Nor do I think we can afford to lose Mane as that all at once uh, and how we would replace him. But that's the conundrum that Liverpool on their face and the organ problem faces with um Julian Ward and some of the leverage is moving on. So down tank the leverage or the game. Absolutely a Sammy there and also Julian Ward. But what's the reality for Liverpool? The reality for Liverpool is this contract situation Marcel has dragged on and on and on and on. And it doesn't look like it's gonna get signed. And it would look it would look really, really bad on Liverpool football club. For Mo Salah to leave next season on free. And I think at this stage, I think unless he's going to come out and say he signed the contract or something like that, I think we have no choice but to sell him in the summer. I think he has to go. I think we have to get the money in. Between himself and Mane, they've been two great servants of the club. But we have to get the money off all of them. We have to reinvest that. And we have to bring in quality players. And it can't be like, you know, a problem. You point the situation. I know Carvalho is coming in and stuff like that, and he's 
he's a, he's a fabulous player in the championship and stuff like that. But we need to really bring in we need to really bring in a top at least one top quality player to blend in with what we have there from at the moment. Um, we've been in the cost with Harry Kane, we've been linked with Gary Nunes. I mean, never heard it's linked with every best nation that's been successful and if we can have these fronts and stuff like that. But we need to, this is this is a watershed moment for the club now, you know. We've had you know five or six five years with these guys up front. And there's no doubt in Mo Salah's case, it's a it's a difficult situation because prior to Christmas he was the absolute best player on the planet, there's no doubt about it. Um, and we've seen the kind of season that Karim Benzema has had. But the drop-off from Mo Salah since Christmas, since the AFCON, since he went away to the AFCON and has come back, he's been a totally different player. He hasn't hit his stride. He looks like he's absolutely banjaxed. Fatigue, I'd say, has set in both physically and mentally. Um, his drop-off in terms of goals and everything else has been colossal. Um, and I just think at this age, I think it's time to make this decision there, you know. I mean, obviously, his situation isn't strong as it was. Obviously, got beaten in the AFCON, played the Monday night, which is over 120 minutes, then got knocked out of the World Cup qualifiers, all but a man off my shoulder there, and who had a bit of time. And it's easy to see that he went in and he won the games and won the AFCON. He kicked on for him, had a really good second half of the season. He was struggling the first half of the season. And Mo Salah, it was like a reverse of fortune, but, you know what I mean? And then going in, obviously going back to the Champions League final, I mean, going into that, obviously, you know, Mo Salah does a narrative about revenge and stuff like that. Um, but Bardo's one or two chances, Mo Salah had a shocking Champions League final. A shocking Champions League final for a guy who had a point to prove, for a guy who missed out in 2019 because of that run cycle on the collarbone and all that kind of stuff. And was absolutely devastated. Like, he just didn't do it. He said and that's the reality of the situation, you know. Um, I'd like to talk quite quickly about our set pieces and our corners and stuff like that. I have that amount of opportunity, three kicks and set pieces and corners into the box and stuff like that. And to keep on continually hitting the front man or overshooting stuff. Um, I thought Trent on the night at times, he put in great energy and stuff like that. Um, and Robbo, but I, but I think. Ultimately, that final ball or that killer ball that you need just wasn't there. Just didn't link up, just couldn't pass the first man. I couldn't find a man in the box. And the other guy in the box was a monster. And I had a break. And the practice in this time of week, I'm just sure finding those guys at least once in those moments in there and stuff like that. You know, we should have a down. I've said before, but the size of the defenders down there, those guys are mad, I can kind of. And um, we should be getting a bigger return in terms of free kicks into the box and in terms of crosses into the box. It just, it just didn't happen on the night. It was just off. You know? um, quick shout out as I did already to Coach Wall. I just thought it was absolutely unbelievable. And another night we could have been treated with. Um, but he was just amazing just making that boy. And he saved everything. He came off his shoulder, came off his arm. You know, poor. Pushed around the corner, one off the post, you know, like so just he was just unbelievable on the night, you know. And it was gonna take something really special to you know, it was gonna have to be a clinical finish. And we talk about all the shots and the stuff showed up and stuff like that, but in reality, what we have, we have really made three chances 
some real potential goals on the night, maybe four. A lot of the shots when he cut him into the box. Shots were just right on. He can deal with them all day. Um, but a shot that we had outside the box and distance was sending him. That was really revolution. Um, talk about the subs that came on. Um, Diaz obviously expended an awful lot of energy. He was hurrying and chasing and pushing them up. Um, but I think the subs that came on, like if you're bringing on Kater, and you're bringing on Jota, and you're bringing on Bobby, who hasn't had much game time recently, was able to put injury and stuff like that. It, it, it felt like a drop down in a level. Um, and obviously, I know we have to go for it and stuff like that, but, um, but that, I don't know, it just, it just never felt like that was going to have the impact that it did. I know Jota came on at times and did a few little bits and stuff like that, but in reality, it just never felt like it was going to happen. It never felt like we were spring guys in the bench. That was going to be. I mean, it's a, the interesting thing I suppose about it is Origi, who was injured and played this last game, and then it's off AC Milan. If we had had him coming on, we could have had that moment because we know that he, he you know, this man's defences and stuff like that because we had a havoc and stuff like that. And he has had moments. And could we have attended? He had one more Dave Origi moment on, like, for him to have a toy injury or hands around or something. So that was a little bit sad. Um, I want to talk about two boys who played in the night who were talking about absolutely exceptional. Um, Conrado, who I thought had an absolute fun in this game. He was, he was absolutely brilliant. His covering for Trent, his dealing with an Asian junior, was absolutely brilliant. Take the ball out from the back, put passes into the midfield, the control of the ball, the fan and stuff like that. He's a man. Absolutely immense signing and an immense defender. And he will have his day in the summer, there's no doubt about he's, he's absolutely brilliant. I thought I'd put that out there. Um, I want to talk about a captain, John Anderson, who we talked on the night. I thought he was fantastic. I mean, for him to be breaking the lines and going forward, creating the press that our own guys are constantly doing. And to see the energy that he brought and how he wanted it, I thought it was brilliant. On the night to say, I thought Jordan, I thought the shift I'd play in, I think they, every time one of their back players was pressing with the ball, it was Jordan Henderson. You could see Captain Aaron Van Long there, and he was just pressing the ball. The energy that he brought them, I mean, ultimately he ran out of energy. But he put in a serious shift. So I had to, I was a captain. Um, at times I've been critical of him this season, and rightly so, I'm totally critical of our players, like in the Marcel and stuff like that. But he's been absolutely brilliant, um, and he was fantastic in the Champions League final. I just thought the energy that he brought, the glory that he brought, he was really trying to demonstrate to the that this is what the expectation is. That's what you expect of your captain. So hats off to him. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a terrible uh, six days, and what was a fantastic journey. And um, proud of the team, but at the same time. Disappointed, you know, that we were on the cusp of something really, really special. And I suppose it shows the level that wherever Pool is at now, that you can win two domestic cups and still be disappointed. So proud of the fan base. I thought the fan base played yesterday at the top was unbelievable. That's the kind of pride that comes out for winning two domestic cups. There's some trades out there with 
things that win leagues and, and win champions leagues and they don't get players like that. The fan base is unwavering we'll be back next season. Um, and I just thought to jump on and just do a little reflection here, you know. Um, I had a brilliant evening, a brilliant weekend away with my son, but again, just didn't bring the bacon home, didn't bring the guest home again for the second time. But the last one we lost, we lost again. And we went on to win again. And went on to also win a league one year. So the omens are good. Um, and as Jorgen said, he said, it's a next year. And he called the fans a book of So he's going to come out. He's going to be really up for next season. Um, but it remains to be seen. What way we're going to move squad around? Who leaves? Who we bring in? Does the Salah situation get sorted out? And um, just to be honest, I have no for a more season of him with this contract and dragging on. Pretend that he's going to resign and all this one thing. That's like that's with the side of your man. If he heads off where he or wherever he goes, he's given us six fabulous years. And I think all the fans um, should give him a really good send off. He's traded with some fabulous moments. He's scored some fabulous holes. He's really been an intricate part of the, the rise of Liverpool again as a force of football. So I wish him all the best. And that's it. That's, that's all remains it's to be said. There's, there's nothing else I can be said on it. Um, we were after four, and we've got two. Um, I'd just like to thank all you, all you, all you viewers and subscribers to the here, and especially the Shanty Sessions, which is very hard to do in the Liverpool sport. I've been for 42 years. Um, and continue to support us. We will be continuing to draw content and drill calls. And we'll be back to you again next season, match after match. Previous reactions, player ratings, all the good stuff that we do out there. And um, so just continue to support, to share it out there and help us grow. And we will continue bringing the content. And um, try not to be too down about the changes that are coming. And um, as my partner on the podcast, Aaron often says, the only part of the football club, part of the club, is your club. And everything else can go from the strength and for that man what he's done there. And so we should look forward to the summer, see who comes in. And we should look forward to hitting the ground again. It's going to be a tough season next season, especially if some changes come. We know the strength of some of the players coming into the other teams. We know a lot of teams are going to back. And we have to be ready for that challenge. And, and if they bring us on a season next season, it's anything like this Boy, are we in for a heck of a joint. So, thank you. And we will move on. I don't think it's going to be enough. It should be sessions.